and then we're fucked, don't we? Basically. All oh, right, yep. you did actually. You did put it live. Welcome to Game of Notes, a weekly podcast on the cosmos from independent validator teams. Hello, it's okay, welcome. We don't have any viewers. <laughs> Thanks, Mel. That's a good, good professional way to start the podcast this week. Hello, and welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on the Cosmos from independent validator teams. And welcome to our handful of very dedicated uh, listeners who are very definitely like us, not at Cosmoverse. Um, I don't know. Presumably, there's some sexy party. Although it's like, isn't it like one o'clock in the afternoon there right now? So probably not a sexy party. Probably uh, going to just predict it's going to be a panel on something where a lot of people are bullish and everybody on the panel is male engineer (laughs) yeah no okay i'm gonna stop trolling because these are literally our friends but (laughs) we can we it's yeah last cosmo first was good obviously just jealous we're not there um so uh we've we've got a break in our very very heavily well-organized uh run of shows with guests uh do we want to say who we got on for the next couple of weeks since we got it planned yeah of course we can yeah yeah or should we save it to the end we can save it to the end. well let's save it let's save it to the end so this this week this this week we'll we basically we're just we're just gonna we're just gonna chat shit so um we've got the we had uh what's it called we had the juno upgrade today there was also yumi is halted uh we had evmos upgrade QG upgrade? Uh, was there yeah. an FOS upgrade as well, or did I imagine that? I don't value. Uh, no, there was. Yeah, there was a couple yeah. of days ago. Since yeah, it's been a busy yeah, week was. for upgrades, hasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. I mean, it's a uh, busy night for upgrades. I was fucking up all night for upgrades. I had to set my alarm like three times to get up and fucking do upgrades. It's been like it feels like even we're obviously not on 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 Evmos, but it feels like or or Osmosis is the big one where there's just shit tons of um, gov props and stuff all the time, but. I feel like oh. the the Calpatech, um notification bot has just been going off constantly this week. It has. Yeah, I feel like. yeah, Fucking Fuji, um, man. They've got like five props a day. Fuck, that's annoying. It's the new uh it's the new osmosis. <laughs> well, that's progress for you, I guess. Uh the Dex world is just yeah. You know the you know the meme where it's like all those soldiers holding up the town and then there's like all the blood and there's like the family having a picnic like over the beach like that meme where it's just like validators voting on props for their delegators that's that's how i would caption that meme we'd probably okay. have to see the meme <laughs> well, yeah, well, <laughs> that one's pretty quiet i think visual. this is not the first time i've verbally described that particular meme <laughs> format either but uh I'll, 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 when 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 there's an appropriate time later i'll see if i can find it in my memes folder which i definitely have on my on my laptop and uh, oh my god yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, keep I have a meme folder that's version controlled in git just because like you, you know when you see like a good meme and you're just like am i might not like here today gone tomorrow right meme the meme economy is is fast right you know, easy come, easy go. You're not gonna, you're not gonna use it again. But like in a couple of years, you might be like, yeah, what was that meme format that was like quite hot in 2017 with like, you know, the trombone kid following the other kid or something like that. And like, <laughs> you just need to like reference what the format was so you could like you can remember it in your head to like describe it to somebody. 
So, so yeah, do you put like a commit description when you commit a commit a meme. Um, well, as a, anybody who's ever worked with me knows, my commits even on business critical code are usually pretty ropey. Yeah. Update, 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 typo, typo, update, update. Update stuff. Well, they're either like they're either very eccentric or they're just kind of trolling. Like you could in in the just before Hal Alpha went live when we were bug fixing, there's like the lyrics to a whole verse of another one bites the dust by Queen, but just in chunks, like one line at a time per commit. Um it's pretty good. Yeah, because you have to do it backwards as well, so that it actually shows correctly in the UI. Uh, sorry, in the in the yeah. Well, anyway, you know, this is the kind of shit I do, and then people are like, "Well, what actually was in what? What actually is this branch? Because all the commits are trash, uh, Frey." <laughs> and you're like, "Oh yeah, oh, yes, yeah. that is the problem." About that, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm um, that guy. I'm that guy that hides ASCII art and source code, and then eventually somebody finds it, and they're just like, "Why did you do this? This isn't even that funny." <laughs> kind of. I don't remember doing it. It just makes it bigger. And you're like, well, clearly you just get the compiler to remove comments and then it doesn't make it bigger. Anyway. Um, I actually created a spicy meme this week. I'm a did you? meme creator now, yeah. But like no one understood it, so <laughs> I didn't distribute. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, is this like, your Atom 2.0? Your Atom 2.0 oh, thing. Yeah. yeah no well, you, said, you said you wanted to talk about Atom. So what's your what's your take? What's your take on Atom 2.0 from from Cosmoverse? I didn't say I wanted to talk about Atom. Well, you just did, and you put it on the spreadsheet. Actually, I didn't I put it on the spreadsheet. I, number, number one, he's never put anything on the spreadsheet, so you knew that was wrong as soon as you said it. Hey, I put and something I put on the it. spreadsheet this week. You it did? looks like it's gone there. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, it's on there. Yeah. I think I put Adam put 2.0 question mark was my was my addition to the spreadsheet is the okay, question so mark should is, we talk about it or is that your review of both. <laughs> it's both. So, I'll, explain it's both that, things. I'll explain that meme right so it's my understanding that adam 2.0 is like trying to change the inflation so it's from this constant whatever it is to like taper out to zero like like minus one percent a year mm-hmm. and i thought that was funny because whilst the inflation's been constant all these all this time the people who have been like just getting money from the icf delegations that are crap node operators have been raking in the the atom and now like just as they change to a decent delegation program they like snatch away the inflation so uh, i thought it was a funny meme but uh you know maybe i'm just not a funny guy that's a meme yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I needed it explained to me, but that's also because I don't obviously understand anything. As soon as well, I was like, you, you weren't exactly Mister Current Events on that one. You're like, what's 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 out of two point <laughs> I mean, like, not, <laughs> like I'm obviously aware it's a thing, but I I hadn't like had time to read. Like, we, we're trying to launch a protocol at the moment, and and you know, there was this Juno upgrade you might have heard of. That was mm-hmm. uh, that all came. That came closer to the wire than than I think would have ideally liked. I think uh, we tried to have our cake and eat it. Was the problem with that upgrade? Um, but I thought, but we did that upgrade in Uni, right? Yeah. So we we obviously had the Uni one, which then uh, had the little little wibbly wobbly 
problem with the cash, which meant right, basically right, backed right, right. out of it. So the problem there was like we we sort of we the problem was we basically engaged in wishful thinking. And if you engage in wishful thinking, you get stung, right? And we we knew that there was a new X Wasm due out almost exactly when we wanted to release. So we were like, oh well, if we just push back like three or four days, mm-hmm. we can kill two birds with one stone. Whereas what we should have done was just shipped what we already had. And instead we tried to use the new version and then basically had to then back out of that change. Um which it kind of ended up being okay because we were spinning up Uni Four at the time anyway, but obviously Uni Four RIP. Um, short, short lived one block. Yeah, didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> didn't make it. Right. Um, right. We we learned something very fun in the process, but you know, it didn't make it. Um, but that what? just made I, so, that I, I kind actually, of we end up only having two days left. So give me the give me the TLDR on why uh, Uni Four didn't make it because I just sit and forget and went to sleep. So. Right, so my my understanding, <laughs> my understanding is basically state sync was set on a number of nodes. Um, right, right, and so th- I think there was several things. There was several different. There were there were only about eight or nine nodes in Genesis, maybe a couple more, um, and several were misconfigured because people were reusing boxes. Right. Um, and essentially, somebody, one of the nodes, must have successfully broadcast um, a, a essentially like a valid uh, a valid block ahead of where we were, and then everybody just app hashed. Um, and at that point, you're like, "Well, we can't recover from a snapshot because we're on block one, two. Sorry, we're on block two. Uh, we've got past the Genesis block, and then we've all app hashed. Like, there's no place to recover from other than starting from a new Genesis. So." Uni five was literally the same Genesis. Um, Wait, why why can't you recover from uh, one block snapshot? Well, because block two was had already been committed. Somehow we don't know how though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think the pro- the pro- I think the problem was it actually wasn't block two that had been committed. I think it was actually like block one million two hundred thousand or whatever uh, Uni three right. was on. Um, but well, I think someone proposed a block that's like, millions yeah, ahead. but that, that's the thing that I'm not clear. So, because basically, the that's final weird. the final log that I saw, I mean, unfortunately, I guess I've lost the logs because we, re- we recycled that box as well. But the final log I saw was very weird. It was like, it was like evidence received of block a lot in this network, but but they should be distinct because they are different networks, but. There's, there was obviously something screwy going on. But then you think that that could have also been, maybe I'd locally misconfigure something as well, which is why that node was reporting a problem. I think there were quite a few mistakes on... I wonder if it's a remote signer thing. Like, I wonder if, if someone just changed the, um, the network ID but still had the same state file on their remote signer. But that still has, that still has the chain ID as well, right? When it still has chain ID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that yeah, was but you can change it in your in your signer. Yeah, like, but remember, you can still change it. Yeah, yeah. So that's. I mean, it's possible actually because I know quite a few people obviously are experimenting around with their setups on testnet, which is the place to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I guess the difference between like testnet and mainnet is on mainnet, if you mess around with your remote signer, the only node at risk is you. Whereas I guess right. on there is, I guess, a small chance on a testnet of nine nodes that you might be the proposer. And propose a completely mad block. 
that is still valid. I think it'd be like some sort of check and balance to see that you're incrementing. Yeah. Well, so this is the thing. I think I think the way Tendermint works. Now, forgive me if I'm wrong. Somebody who knows the fundamentals of the state machine better can can chip in. But I think as long as you broadcast evidence of a block ahead of now, other and it's accepted as a as a proposal, um, I think you're all good. Basically, like as in all the other nodes will go. Well, I have evidence of block five. You've just given me nine hundred. Okay. I mean, I guess I didn't know about the intervening blocks. I guess the problem would be that you then wouldn't have any, like there would be a disconnect between the 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 Merkel route, right? And then it would blow up. Yeah. It would definitely be a disconnect. Yeah, yeah, because obviously those those two histories are completely unrelated. So that's right. why I think you would, in that case, you would just fail to reach consensus, right? Yeah, and I guess it's just to the be proposer. fair, actually, was what happened. Everybody was dialing, and we lost consensus. So right. maybe what it, maybe what happened was simply that there were two Merkel routes and everybody was like, well, everybody, we'll half the next had, one. <laughs> right, half of them had one. And, and I guess the proposer might have had state sync or let's make a sense though, because state sync is was, just there were three nodes with state sync on that shouldn't but, have it on. But then but, but there's at least no data. Yeah. If there's no data, because the data would not be there because the node wouldn't start on uni four, right? So if the data wasn't there and state sync was on, all it would do is try to reach out to an RPC to try to understand. Yeah, we just try to get Uni three state, wouldn't it? Well, it would probably try to get Uni four state from the RPC node that is configured, and it would start dialing for that. But but I guess if it was also the proposer, I don't know how that would work. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But it wouldn't be the proposer because there's no there's no state there. So I don't know. That's yeah, weird. exactly. So something very something very bizarre happened. But you know, the solution was essentially. Once the three nodes that were configured uh, with state sync on were fixed, yeah. the the network started fine. So, yeah, it looks like that was the smoking gun. But I also know anecdotally that a couple of people had issues with um, remote signers. Uh, we we actually had problem with our remote signer, but we actually fixed it the night before, uh, and then snuck it out. In, a, in the final change to the Genesis, because uh, that's the privilege of being the person that compiles the Genesis. Um, but that was that was a really dumb, a dumb mistake. And you two, I think I, I I sent you a message being like, "Hang on a minute, have I done this right?" And I think both of you were like, "You've done that wrong. Here's why." <laughs> uh, so for those for those listening, what 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 we had done was we'd recycled a box. Um, and forgotten that obviously with a remote signer you get rid of your keys from that box um, that you yep. then use for your remote signer when when the process reinitializes it obviously creates a new private val key for you um, now that val key will be the one that's used to create the gentx for a network if you then run um, a gentx command with whatever key you want to use from that box so we we use like just a a burner key for, for each test net we run mm-hmm. um and we tend to not always but quite often either run it on we we've got a couple of linux boxes just knocking around for doing stuff on um but for uni uh this time we just ran it on uh the the uni box we had which obviously the val key was there um but then completely forgotten of course that it won't be the same Valky as the private 
uh, as the as the signer um and so the gen tx looked kind of weird and it was like hmm and then it was yeah. only about it was only the night before where i kind of realized that something must be up sense check with these two fellas and they were like yeah you must be the right wrong valky think about it um so the i gotta tell you the, the only reason i knew is because i've done it before there you go so it's obvious I, once you realize it though that obviously the the key matter of your the key matter of the signing key that submits the gen tx or the create validator hmm. command and the private valve key are obviously completely independent of one another the only reason i had the realization was because we're doing stuff on uh, on Aptos, where again they have loads and loads of keys, but the the fundamental concept is the same, right? Which is that you have mm-hmm. wallets over here, and you have validated private keys over here, and one attaches to the other, but they're they're created in a different process to one another, right? They they are they right. are independent. So well, the reason I thought I thought mine would work, right? Because what I did was this was like a post Genesis creation, and so. I was like, it was a test net. I was like, mm, I'm going to like connect the signer first. And so I took a, a key, just the, the random key, and I chucked it on the signer and I connected it to the node. Um, because you can like have a remote signer that will connect to the node just to boot it up. Um, and it mm-hmm. doesn't sign any blocks. It just, you know, you just get no pre-commits all the way through. But um, I, I thought that, been connected to Tendermint that when you ran that Tendermint show, um, you know, node uh, show validator or whatever it is, that it would actually funnel through the one from the, like the pub key from the remote signer, because that would make sense. But it just picks up the local priv validator key that's in the local config dia. So right. um, it's that's, exactly, what, me, that's exactly the mistake I made as well. I was yeah, like, because it is. Because the the private listen address is obviously getting the pub key. Well, wait, mm-hmm. well, sorry, when you're using TMKMS at least, a threshold sign and probably not. Which well, no, a yes, threshold sign. Like, it will still be the no, yeah, it's still be private. by the rough leader. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it will be the same pub key. So intuitively, I was like, well, the the yeah, the pub key must be in memory right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, well, it's using well, it. Yeah. Yeah, if the so sign good. is up, then it must be in memory. But no, it's over. It's it's completely read off disk. It's completely read off disk as far as I can yes. tell. So, yes. So I um, think what we might be, you know, dense node operator fucking doing is maybe it's like that the the remote signers actually do sign from there and inject in the network. I don't know. It's they do. Yeah, they do. They're yeah. and they're they're passing. Yeah, they're passing that back to the the node. The, the node just turns into a relayer at that point. Yeah, that's yeah, the conclusion. Like relays the signature. Yeah, yeah. So it's, maybe it, that's it, because maybe well, this so, doesn't send the yeah, key at all. Well, well that's, so that's that's the conclusion, isn't it? Is that it's not yeah. sending the pub key because yeah, just after uh, the signature and it gets one. Right, Correct. but that also makes sense because if you think about if you're using a remote signer, not a threshold signer, but a remote signer with a hardware security module, then. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's going to sign against the hardware security module on that node, and then just broadcast. That's right, and it's using the node as the broadcast method, right? It's like a, yeah, that's exactly. A, it's, that's a broadcast. Mm-hmm. It's almost just like having a private RPC that's on a different box, if you like. That's that's exactly what it is, right? That's yeah. It, so, like, even in the Horcrux, you have two or three nodes running. They're just nodes, and people call them validators. They're not. They're not validators. They're just nodes, right? That has yeah burned keys on them, and if if the 
if the listener isn't working, those nodes won't start, right? Like yeah. they, they will, they will halt, um, because they don't, there's, they're not doing anything other than relaying. And so if there's nothing on yeah. the relay side, they will not start. Exactly. It's just like a private, it's just a way of privately peering, um, an RPC that can't be connected to, if you like. So the basic result is we're all dumb shits and didn't really know how it worked, but now we do because of testnets. <laughs> so let's move on. <laughs> but this is like this is kind of the joy i think of test nets and this is also like why i'm like it's not like everybody needs to be in every test net like like we don't run on absolutely every test net on every chain we do mm-hmm. um but i think it is i i'm always a bit like dubious about validators that, that don't run on any test net like you should you should have a sandbox where you can learn these things and make these mistakes because we literally all do. We've been doing this for 18 months or longer in some cases. And you still like learn things where you're like, huh, okay. That's particularly with the state sync thing. Like I didn't think that would be so catastrophic, but evidently it yeah. was. I, not, yeah, just, not, not only with that, but also running multiple nodes on test nets. Cause usually I think where people kind of fuck the pooch, that's a weird saying, but they, <laughs> <laughs> What people usually fuck up is when they're juggling multiple keys or they're juggling multiple nodes or there's a halt. It's not just starting it and letting it run. Like it's usually when something happens. And so something happens on test nets pretty often. And, uh, and when it, where somebody, you know, like we just had a situation or not us, but we, you know, we know somebody got, I don't want to steal the thunder for later on the whole, <laughs> the new graphic. I don't want to, how do I talk? I don't want to talk about that yet. But somebody, somebody had an issue because I think they're running out of drive space or something. And so while they were, while they were going to get ready to prune one, they started up, the, they had another one already running as a backup. And so they started on both at the same time and they moved the keys across things like that. Like that, that's just the fundamental not understanding of what's happening there. Um, but that's also just like a, a way why not be down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, that's 13 that's hours. Down, You've got 13 hours to play yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, just be down for an hour. Like, oh, it's not yeah. a big deal. Like, the prune process doesn't take that. I mean, we just we just build a new box, and even on AWS, like, build a new mm-hmm. box, throw away Let's the old sing. one. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's the way of so, doing it. Or you know, Polka choose snapshots again. Always shout out to the main yep. man, the Polka yep. Massive, the original. <laughs> uh, I just, as soon as I started saying Polka, I was just thinking, do, do you remember that? Do you remember in Home Alone? When, when uh, the mother's trying to get back to yeah. to the house, oh, yeah. and then John Candy's there, John with Candy's like, there, yeah, with like the Midwest polka bad, and, and he's, he's like, "Oh, and you, he's... Must, you must have heard our song, polka, 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 <laughs> Christmas polka, like... polka in the winter, yeah, yeah. None, exactly. of these, none of these, you know, polka, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly." <laughs> it has the bit that goes like polka polka like whenever i say polka more than once i'm just like oh my god polka 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 no it doesn't that's familiar no, no. but, but cause, like polka, cause polka snapshots cause well, po- polka snapshot server takes like 20 minutes to download a compressed zip and then you can be back up yeah no i agree even that or, or like we stay sick we state sync nodes all the time now even if that takes a while i mean there's there's a lot of ways i think there there is a there is a, um, I, I don't have an issue with, with like boards or other types of tools that, that look long-term around miss blocks. Like, I think I'm o- overall okay with that. Like that. I, there's a place for that as well. I, I do think that that some for, there is a, there is a, um, for some people think that if, 
if it's you know if you have that much mist, then and it means it's a bad operator, and that doesn't necessarily that yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that. Well, there's so. there's blocks of there's blocks of misses, and then there's you just fucking missing half of the shit all the time. Like there's yeah, bad, yeah, you know, there's yes. diff- different kinds of missing. But um, yeah. you know, cause less harm here says, don't you get a gold star for 100 percent uptime? I think so. <laughs> that's how it works, isn't it? I'm, I'm still that's waiting. That's how I operate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's I mean, that's I mean, that's one of the benefits of, of off note signing. I mean, that's really what that gives you is it allows you to separate the note from the sign, and so you can you could increase your signing percentage much higher. Yeah. Well, that, that's the so that, that's where we're at now. Is like we've we've been using TMKMS for like the last six months, and mm-hmm. that's cool. It works fine. Works really well. Um, yep. But I think. W- we we've been talking for a while about like running Horcrux, but the there's a lot of different things about I guess like the CPU consumption and like how to I guess like essentially what it comes down to is I don't think Tendermint is a complicated enough piece of software. Like keeping it up and signing and consensus is complicated, all those things that are more like an application level. But like the fundamental core of the stack it feels like having a raft of signers is working yeah. on a threat model we don't yet face. I, I don't think it's necessarily threat. It's it's. I mean, you at AWS, I think you have a, a lesser chance than maybe others. But if if whatever node you're using to run TM, TMKMS or if it's a single Horcrux node or whatever else, if that's unavailable, you're not signing, right? So. That that would be the that would, for and two of three. <laughs> oh, is, <laughs> Oops. The, is the power cable out? So I I don't agree with what. Well, I mean, I, it, it, yeah. so what? Are you back? Yeah, I'm back. What the hell? What the hell, man? So <laughs> the hell? So what Usurper was saying, right? Um, you know, he's right. If you're if your signer goes down, then you're not signing. But like for me, I operate everything in business on a risk management basis right so risk reward and complexity and and stuff like that so um i know you you were dying to mention it the fray uh i run what i call dgen horcrux <laughs> which is where i don't use so i like to use the benefit of horcrux in that you can connect the multiple nodes and i for me like I don't see the risk reward of using um, a more complex system like the raft signer. So um, in my opinion, if something happens on my signer or my signers um, or the signer for the network and say it gets cut off and I start missing on a network or multiple networks or whatever, like I've got it on pretty high nine servers and the likelihood of it being down for a long time is pretty low and like we say it's okay to miss a block of Mm -hmm. signatures right so there's other people that'll pick up the slack you don't have to have 100 uptime and as long as you have a backup plan um and a and a you know a documented playbook of how you're going to handle the situation i think it's fine so i have like a backup of my Horcrux signer, right? And so all I have to do if 
my main signer goes down, I just spin up the other one on a different place, on a different um, service provider, and then I just change all of my firewall settings to block the other signer and allow the new signer, and then it just continues. So I think, like, downtime can be pretty well mitigated at a pretty low risk, and I think for the additional complexity of running a raft at this stage, it's just not really worth it. So the result is that I can run two or three centuries off a um, a single Horcrux signer and mm-hmm. I'm able to get really good uptime because I don't have all the latency issues of talking to the raft. Um, so yeah. as long as there's at least one of my um, uh centuries that are in the same region um i get really good uptime everywhere now so even like on secret and um evmos which most people are in the hundreds or thousands on an ongoing basis of misses i'm in the you know teens most of the time so yeah i I think it's a good compromise and the compromise also i mean the complexity of the like we run two of three not on all chains though just because we started and we had what we started to run into is was some of the challenges of running your own hardware stack and your own data center which is that hardware gets older uh, but now we're buying more so it's kind of changing now again but that two of three um the only issue i have with it is that just the complexity like it just has the it has the um once you set it up and you're you know we made that changeover and everything else is running which is fine and what happens with me is i have decent documentation on it. But when I need to go back into something that I haven't looked at in two or three months, like if there's a issue or something else, I start to get freeze, right? Like you have to go relearn what you've learned in the past. And like, it's not, and it's a complicated structure in terms of what's going on there. Um, in some cases in the, in the config files and everything else. So even if it's well documented, it's still, it's not as approachable as like a, you know, a single either signing on the node or, you know, a single, single Horcrux node. It's not, you know, dealing with, um, dealing with what which boxes one two and three and i have you know running a bunch of those on these different boxes and so that that can get a little bit complicated quick which is complication in this type of stuff is never a good thing yeah i think that's the kind of that's the thing that always sort of again like whenever i have to go back to something that i haven't done a lot of maintenance on for like let's say a week or a month or something like that you're always just like you're you're like say looking at a file the firewall rule set and you're like fuck I mean, I've written down what all of these things are, but what yeah. if the day, because it's that, it's that thing of like, you're like, it's only as good as the documentation. What if I mix up those two? Yep. Right. Yeah. How, like I can, the only way, the only way I, the only way I can know that I didn't screw it up now is by manually going and checking it all at source. And yeah. then suddenly like a five, 10 minute job is like an hour, two hour job, like going yeah. through everything and double checking your work. And like, and I mean, I'm paranoid. So, so I do do that. And then something that should have been quick takes up like half a day, but that's again, like that's, but it's back to like, even if my node was down, I would check mm-hmm. because it's just, it's like, like the risk of double signing tombstonings forever, you know, mm-hmm. um, or it should be, uh, but, um, <laughs> not really right. <laughs> some people can come back from the dead like that. You Same know, day. The, was the, it's fine. You, do you remember that meme from a few years ago where it's like there's like a truck driving down the motorway mm-hmm. and somebody's somebody basically is like what's going on over there and like there's like a single coffin on the truck and the 
the the the coffin lid bangs open and a guy just gets out and starts doing the Michael Jackson thriller dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, that that is some people are able to do that when they get tombstoned, and I fear we would not be able to. So, yeah, like just miss some blocks. It's not a big deal. Miss an hour, miss two hours. You know, whatever. Um, but then I guess most of the major like disasters we've had to deal with have been at chain level anyway. When the entire chain's down, when the entire chain's down, it doesn't matter if you're not signing, does it? Really? It doesn't matter. No. It um, doesn't. Which, speaking of which, is Yumi back up? You you're on well I know Null Null you're on Yumi aren't you? I am not on Yumi. No, I thought you were on Yumi. Mm-mm. Knowing me, knowing no. Yumi, aha. Knowing me and knowing. It's a bit of an so, old reference, problem, but. Yeah. So just sorry, I was, I was uh, you probably heard all my caravan noises. Um, I was uh, <laughs> making a cup of coffee, which is a complex assignment in a caravan. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah. I guess the the only thing that I find so just just segueing back to the the Horcrux thing. Um, so the only thing I find that is a risk is that you don't have a sharded key. So if uh, someone mm-hmm. was to get onto your Horcrux signer single signer, you've got an unsharded key there that um, you don't then need to go find the other shards to reconstruct. But in saying that, um, you know. There is no firewall rules allowing any connections in to my Horcrux. Mm-hmm. So it's um, unlikely yeah. that anyone's going to be able to go find the other node to get the, the WireGuard VPN and then be able to, like, know the path to the Horcrux signer because you don't need to have incoming connections on, on Horcrux. You only need to have outgoing. Oh, mm-hmm. So... There's no, nothing open unless there was some serious vulnerability in the service provider. It's very unlikely that anyone's ever going to be able to get in there. So, I mean, what is the risk profile? It's pretty fucking low. And even if somebody did get the validated private key, funds are safe for you anyway. So, yeah. Safe, but you might just double sign I still don't understand why anyone so much fucking effort just to double sign you. Especially as it turns right. out, the reputational damage from a double sign is fuck all. Fuck all. <laughs> so that's a good um, segue into double signing. So it back boggles my fucking mind that people will suffer a double sign on Evmos of 10% and then fucking re-delegate to the same operator. It just boggles the mind. Okay, we so all we, make, got, we all make we mistakes. Got, Twice. We got, we got a new segment. We got Tombstone of the Week. So we're into Tombstone of the Week. Tombstone! No way! <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been waiting to drop that? <laughs> I, I very much have been waiting to drop that. That took that took me that took me 25 minutes to make because I had to watch loads and loads of loads of traffic fail videos on YouTube so I found <laughs> a truck getting tipped over. Um, so Alex. I suggest that in the future Doxed. you keep that rolling and then you actually put a little face on the on the truck that is like the validator that got tombstone. So we can go tombstone of the week. Whoopang. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll take requests. Like I, we can we can we can work it out. <laughs> um yeah, I guess most validators have a logo. We could make this even more interactive. Like if we're gonna take escalate the uh escalate the shit posting to the next level. Um so yeah, 
Who, so who was it? So who was it that got that that they got Tombstone this time? So space this, this was, yeah, space by IO. So it's interesting because they have like all this other stuff around, right? Like they've got their D app stuff that they're building, and um, yeah, it just it's so usurper. We were you hanging around during the. Um, in the in that chat, or have you gone and reviewed the chat from that period uh, when they were trying to figure out that they got tombstone? It, it just it it was after upgrade, right? I think so. So what happened? I think was when the let me go back and get the right versions. But two upgrades ago, uh, there was an issue with the um, with the state sync. Oh, I'm sorry, with pruning um, with the version. For some reason, it didn't show up in testnet and most ended up showing up in mainnet. And nodes would not be able to stay on chain um, if they had pruning enabled. So this was, I think, when the 810 upgrade, which was back on the 15th. So a couple of weeks ago, everybody went to prune nothing. And so prune nothing and kind of bit, like you get, you know, drives actually grow pretty quick, right? Um, and so I think for folks who had 100, you know, depending on how much size they had, um, it was, it was eating up a, a decent amount of disk space a day. And so when this, went through this was when was this i forget when this uh, oh so this was off-chain upgrade it's not a proposal right so there was a version that was updated to add the block height in there and also had kind of cosmos cosmo visor um uh, uh, indications within that binary then it went to 820 that allowed pruning and so i think what my story is on this one is that based on what i saw in chat was the the thing was out of space. They had a separate uh, a separate node that was going. The thing was out of 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 the thing they could stop. This is sensational. I, I'm on a phone. How does it not happen to me? Anyway, so they brought up a second node. I think they were moving keys over. Um, whether it was past upgrade, they it, they put the validator key on the second node, and at some point within there, they were both running at the same time, and they got boom tombstone. So that was it. And I think they didn't understand. I think there was some confusion. At least what I saw on the channel, there was some confusion on exactly how that worked and. And what tombstone mean? And there was a lot of that. You know, how do I unjail myself? Which is always like the first question, right? Hey, how do I unjail myself? And then somebody goes and looks and say, "Well, I guess to be yeah. fair, if you missed the log line where it says evidence of uh, what was it says yeah, something yeah. like evidence yeah, of double sign, yeah, mm -hmm. and that it does. I from memory because I've seen a double sign. I've I've double signed myself on a mm -hmm. test net before. That um, yeah. I, probably the same one you did as well, right? The Astarte one where we Back in the day. we we killed the network. There was like a rogue smart contract test or something like that, and we yes. broke the network. And then Todd was like, "Should we try seeing what happens if we all delete our state file?" And the answer was, "You double side." Right, right, and it, yeah, I think I think a bunch of us did, right? It and creates that was the a end new of that one. Network. Yeah, it creates right. a new one when it when it cycles, and then you all double sign is what happens. And it all happens, yeah. And it and it says in all capitals something like "evidence of double side detected!" Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! That's it. And then the, uh, and you're right, the log goes like it just keeps going past, right? Yeah, and then it, it just starts gonna, dialing again, doesn't it? It'll keep well, dialing, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. looks like it's dialing. I mean, it, well, it is dialing. But I think it's, it's just, dialing. Um, it's yeah. just converted itself. It's like the quickest way ever to convert your validator into an RPC, right? Correct. Um, <laughs> That's right. 
That's right. <laughs> so, uh, so unless you so, got that port open, it's not really benefiting anybody though. So, uh, so I, I think that team did not understand the structure of it, which, which, you know, I get this is complicated stuff, but whatever. Um, well, and then, there was, there was a clear on a clear misunderstanding of yes, where the, for a start, where the pre-validator key was. So that could have been catastrophic in itself. Yes. And also, um, you know, even a basic understanding of tombstoning and double signing. Correct. So, yeah, I mean, they they really could have benefited from some time in in some um, test nets and some breaking stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think so. If anyone's interested uh, in, sorry about my. Uh, I could still hear you guys just fine, yeah. but um, yeah, you said it was just an infinite loop coming out. It was awful. Like, uh, I have a dock right, and when I'm using my dock it will just at some point freeze everything. So all Sweet. of the, like the monitor will still work, but all of the peripherals will just like stop, but hold their state somehow. And then it's just, I have to unplug it and plug it back in for it to work again. Yeah, we'll do <laughs> cause, like, cause less harm and said, uh, can we get a remix? We'll do We'll do We'll do a jungle remix of what just happened. Uh, <laughs> when we get, when we, when we pull the audio off for the podcast, uh, oh, did my audio go into a loop or something? Did it? Or? Yes. Yeah. 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 It was just a, yeah. a kind of locked, a locked three second loop or one second loop or something like that. Uh, sorry for all of you listening on podcast players. <laughs> I might, I'm I sure it's it it Just leave know. it in. It's, it's part of the joy. It's part of the joy. Um, <laughs> so ding, 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 double sign, double sign yes. of the week. Yes. Uh, one, one day. Inshallah, it will never be one of us. But you know, maybe one day we will be we will be saying goodbye to one of the fellows floating off down the Nile. Wait, no, it's not the Nile, is it? <laughs> which 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 one is it? Where they burn the boat and then is yeah, that the Vikings? Oh, where they burn the boat and yeah. then they oh, yeah. like the Black Sea or whatever. Well, yeah, I guess it's going to is it going to Valhalla? Like, how does that work? Okay, like if you know about Viking folklore and you know. To what I'm referring, and you know what the thing actually is and how it works, put it in the chat. Um, they're they're like happy places, Valhalla. Yeah, I think yeah. you burn you burn the <laughs> bo- you put the boat in a put the body in a boat, don't you? And then burn it, and then Valhalla. Right? That's how it works. People are gonna hate you for fucking this up. <laughs> they're a happy what, place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, 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 Ganges, you, you get burnt first. Sorry, so Ben Davis has said in the chat, are you mixing the Vikings and the River Ganges? I was thinking Ganges when you said it. I was thinking... It was no, you, you get burnt first, you get cremated, and then you get scattered uh, on the Ganges. Whereas, like, the, the, I, I think the longboat thing is, like, you you they, they, you get pushed push out on fire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's. Do you remember... Do you know who the actor David Tennant is? He was Doctor Who for a while. Um. He's been in a bunch of other stuff. He was in the. Um, uh, do you remember Good o- Good Omens? Was it called Good Omens? It's like a new is a Neil Gaiman book. There was like an Amazon Prime thing of it a few years ago. I think it's called Good Omens. He was in that. Was he, well. oh, was he in that? Maybe he was in that. I can't remember. Was Was he burned and dumped in the Ganges? <laughs> no, but he is in a. He was in an independent film a few years ago where. Oh, somebody really famous played the grandfather. It wasn't like John Cleese, but it was somebody like that played the grandfather. And he just quietly dies during the course of the film. But while he's taking the kids to the beach and these little kids 
without the adults are just like, what do we do with this dead body? And they're like four and five years old. And so they put him in his little rowboat and they fucking set fire <laughs> to him to give him like a Viking funeral. They push him off into this push Scottish lock. Yeah. And then because because he's because he had said to the kids, like, don't tell your parents, but how I want it to be. <laughs> Like it was just like a running joke that he had told the kids yeah. several times. Like when I when I'm dead, just like burn me and push me out to the lock. Like and they're just like, ah, ha, ha, granddad. And then they actually do it. And then obviously the yeah, adults arrive just as this boat, like it, like yeah, and there's some fire. And they're like, oh my god, <laughs> have you murdered granddad? They're like, no, it's okay. He was already dead. And then the dead. adults are like, what? Um, I, I can't remember what the name, I think it was like. What did you? The film was called something like What did you do last weekend? Or so it was some like weird and. It also had the um Rosamund Pike in it, who's been in loads of stuff since. And yeah, it was a very weird film. Anyway, but quite good, quite bleak, you know, dark, dark comedy. There's only like one or two very funny moments, and obviously I've just ruined one of them. Cause you're like, oh yeah, the kids are really gonna burn that. Gonna burn their granddad. That is quite funny. But also black comedy. Do we want to talk about the cosmos now or <laughs> why? So 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 okay. let's talk about let's let us talk about liquid staking. How about that? So there's a couple of liquid staking operators that have um, popped up, and a couple of people liquid staking operators that want to pop up. So there's currently uh, a Commonwealth um, thread for uh, Staffy, 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 Staffy. So that's terribly close to space fire which i was like getting my wires crossed with a little while ago but um anyway so there's so maybe someone can tell me who there is operating because i know that there is stake easy and i know that space fire wants to come on so these are both um uh like contract solutions right and Mm -hmm. then there was another contract based um, liquid staking protocol, I'm sure, and then a couple of uh, chain-based ones. So can someone give me the, the, the list, the full list? No. Stride, Quicksilver, Stakeasy, X-Juno. X-Juno, right? Yeah, the one that was like um, mm-hmm. Raw Dower looking to acquire. That's X-Juno, yep. right? Yep. So Stride and Quicksilver are the chain-based ones, right? Yeah. And Usurper, yes. are you, you're on one of those, are you? I'm not. Are we, you? Val- we validate on Stride. On Stride, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to validate Quicksilver, I think, just because. Uh, we're trying to. We'll see. Just because, obviously, like we have to do the opposite thing from Rhino's business plan. <laughs> we just look at everything they do and we're like, we'll do the opposite. Do the opposite. It'll be better. <laughs> so I mean to me they both seem like something that can just be done with a contract so I just didn't join either. Well, yeah. that's that's the thing. So the the Staffy hub, Staffy, Staffy, Starfy. Staffy. Um, I guess it, it, they have a Comic Sans logo, so maybe it's supposed to be Starfy. As in star. <laughs> when you wish upon do. a Comic Sans star. They do um, not have a Comic Sans. Oh yeah, they do. No um, way. Yes, they what's, do. What's the URL? Um, I don't know. They screwed it up on their Commonwealth proposal, so uh, the patient local. Good, good. Um, but yeah, it's I, I screen grabbed it and put it on Twitter. It's definitely Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but uh but yeah they 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 asked for two percent of all juno um to be used as uh liquidity incentives so how exactly what, what liquidity incentives so they just want the community pulled a hand over two percent of all the Juno. Yeah, for for their for the R Juno token, I guess, and Juno. Like for liquidity or liquidity incentives, because that I mean, it's liquidity. Fucking, that's I think it's I think incentive. Well, and actually, I think it was liquidity pool. Actually, I mean that's still stupid. I mean, it's all two percent. It's like where what wherever that sign me up, bro, meme has got to just that. Sign me up, bro. Um. The funny thing about building liquidity is, right, that so these DEXs are a little bit funny economically in that the more liquidity you have in a DEX, right, the harder it is to shift the price. So if you have a lot of liquidity in a pool and the price is higher, then you've got a lot of exit liquidity, right, for when the price is going down. But... If you have, if you stuff a whole heap of liquidity into pools when the price is low, then it makes it harder to push the price up. You need a lot more um, incoming money and a lot more volume on that pool on, and buy pressure to actually be able to push it up than if it had low liquidity. So you kind of hurt the ability for the price to rise in the long term um, without a lot of incoming capital, but you protect it somewhat from sharp drops so i wonder if people realize that building liquidity right now could make life a little bit difficult to in the future to be able to bring the price up well because it privileges inherent stability at the current price level yeah because you've got a lot more liquidity in the pool so you know that that x plus y equals zero becomes harder to move because of math and shit mm-hmm yeah, I mean, you've already got two variables in there, so I'm I'm kind of lost because I only did maths till like age fourteen or whatever. So, yeah, never never used a variable in um, programming. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of it, Your Honor. Um, <laughs> no, no. Um, obviously, I do understand what a variable is, but uh, I only use constants because mutability is bad. Um, yeah, that's the thing that like niche joke. I don't know, constant. Uh, so yeah, well, it's not like we're it's not like we're limited on memory these days, is it? It's not like we've got like only two kilobytes of memory to play with. It's like, oh, we've got to make everything well, mutable so that we can, you know, optimize our memory. It's like, <laughs> I think we got we've got enough memory at this point, lads. That's it's memory is not your problem. Um, well, I think early early versions of uh, Evmos would beg to differ. Well, that's good. Well, but then isn't all the tenement chains are basically single threaded, right? That's the problem memory leaks um so i mean is that something that you guys would have considered like is that something that you think people would consider what like i don't see people no the the like increasing liquidity at a low point in the market you think people don't give a fuck they're just like more liquidity well so increasing liquidity in what sense? You mean because because that this is liquidity going specifically to like a, a pool and a DAX. It's not like right. just generic liquidity. Although I guess the state. Well, are you saying the liquid staking itself is an increasing liquidity? I suppose it is, isn't it? Even as a derivative. No, sorry, I kind of drifted off the 
the uh, liquid staking. I was big, just because of their liquidity incentives. Um, and, it, you know, there seems to be like a drive all the time to increase liquidity in um, DEXs. So, like, at the moment, there's um, talk about uh, what is that? What is that DEX that they have there? The, the, I can't remember. Do you remember it, Serpa? The, the one that um, held all the, the coins across that bloody um, bridge that got wrecked? No, was that? that? Yeah, no, no, well, that was the bridge, but what's the, um, hang on. So, the no. DEX is Diffusion. Diffusion's um, mm. got a proposal in um, Commonwealth, I think, to, uh, get a whole heap of the community pool to increase, um, you know, incentives to try and bring some liquidity back to diffusion. Um, and there's, you know, already incentives on osmosis. And it always seems to be that, you know, chains, well, people are always pushing for incentives to increase the liquidity in these DEXs. But do you, do you think they consider the economic environment when they're pushing for increases in in uh you know liquidity or is it just no. like we just want more liquidity no matter I, what and, honestly and i think the majority the of the time, time the liquidity is to allow the um allow the founders to exit <laughs> no but right. it, like no like let's 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 be real um i think somebody on twitter made this joke where they were like i i know what this is and they literally linked our first episode and it was just i think the point where I think Schultz, he said something like, well, you know, the thing is, all of this is just liquidity for the founders to exit or something. And I was like, it's already, you see, Schultz, he's already said it. There you go. <laughs> um, Someone needs to start like a Game of Nodes shorts channel. I think it'd get a lot more views than like our channel. But... Well, just because like a single, a, a single sentence shit posts are actually like yeah, just, surprisingly just perfect. Just snippets of dumb shit we say on here be like, oh this thing and then you can just take that completely out of context and make everyone mad on twitter well it's like that uh the line from spinal tap right where he's like it's a fine line between stupid and clever genius (laughs) well that's just it he just he just pinwheels doesn't he and then somebody has to say clever and he's like yeah clever all right that's it yeah um what was that on Spinal Tap. Spinal yeah, of course, you haven't seen Spinal Tap. I haven't watched it. God damn. I still haven't watched it. Don't, don't, I, don't, I don't want you to. Maybe you're not good enough. Shit on it. <laughs> Maybe I'm the meme. Maybe I'm the meme. I'm I mean, meme. if you react um, so, as badly as you did to Heat, then maybe you shouldn't watch it because it is it is <laughs> probably the funniest film ever. One of the funniest films ever made, and I'd be really sad. Ben Davis says liquidity going up is great if you assume that TVL is the best way to measure a DEX success. I mean, it. it how do you measure success? Well, how do you measure success? I think the odors, the founders measure success in terms of exit, right? Um, mm-hmm. That bit seems to be very similar to when I worked in startups. Um, but it is, I mean, the problem is it is always like we are, it is another reminder though, that like shitposting aside, we are early enough that we don't even have a good, I I would say a good agreed set of metrics for what defines a good project and a bad project, right? I mean, that's why like, I, you know, people like Rama and stuff who mm-hmm. go and do 
due dill on stuff and try and come up with a set of metrics whether a project is like good or bad or whatever they have to do a lot of legwork and then quite a lot of context setting to even like explain their findings in such a way that you can get a grasp of the or at least like you know fucking idiots like me can get a grasp of like what's actually being said because you know a lot of the metrics are quite meaningless in the abstract i think because they're still it's all back to a lot of what we've talked about in the past where it's a lot of it's based on kind of i guess like what sort of economic utility but like in a very spot fashion like quite a short termist like it's a slice of it's a slice of time and it doesn't really have any it doesn't have a lot of bearing on like where that will be, you know, in any meaningful. I'll tell you what, way. man. Doing doing due diligence is a portal to making maxi boys angry. <laughs> <laughs> you want engagement? Do some due diligence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how yeah. think how many how many? I, I'm sure Rama's got more Twitter followers than this podcast, so. That's maybe yeah, what we need. Right, to, I mean, we need a yeah. due segment where we just uh, we just absolutely sledge some projects. That would that would help. Yeah, like, maybe like another podcast during the week and be like gone due deal, <laughs> you know, stride. Well, that's just <laughs> put, yeah, putting on like the boring hat from previous jobs and actually doing due deal. Like a green, one of those green translucent brim things. Oh yeah, like an uh, like an accountant hat. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um, yeah. Fucking oh, like, the space vibe. The space vibe here. Are you still reading the conversation back? Well, I was actually I was going back. I wanted to see. I wanted to see if the Evans Foundation was a delegator into that because they. I think they had like four or five hundred thousand Evans, which would be somewhere oh, wow. in the. They were probably in the mid forties. Schultz's got four fifty nine. We're number one hundred five in on this, one hundred four in this list with one hundred fifty-seven. Right now, they're at one hundred seven with one hundred fifty-three thousand. After, after they restarted the new validator, since they were slashed, so they they ended up. I think that slash was about forty or fifty thousand at most, um, and they came back and said that they wanted to be able to repay that ten percent a month over ten months. I thought is what they said. I. I don't know. I mean, it depends if they get back up in the high enough in the set to do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, four thousand at most a month is is a pretty decent chunk to be able to pull out of commissions to uh, to try to pay that back. So we'll see if that if that happens yeah. or not. But I mean, yeah, these are just very. They're also very big numbers. <laughs> they are. Yeah, I mean, it could have been a lot larger too, actually. Yeah. So, like, um, this is we're, we're definitely into to idiot question time. But the double sign penalty on Evmos is pretty high, huh? It's ten. It's ten percent. I think it kind of matches everybody else. I thought most chains is like five percent. Oh, is it? I don't know. I thought Juno was ten as well, wasn't it? Uh, I mean, I, I, sh- I should up, fucking know, given the number of times that I've read and reread and rewrote rewritten parts of that Genesis file. But I can't actually tell you off the top of my head. Oh yeah, Juno's five percent. I think that's one yeah. of the lower ones, though. I, thought, I felt I felt I think, like it was five percent, but I didn't want to one hundred percent commit to it in case yeah. it turned out to be like twenty, and then it'd be like you're just way off, Frey. What the fuck? Um, but yeah, um, as a complete aside, I looked up what that film was. It was called What We Did on Our Holiday, 
It's from 2014, British small budget black comedy, and it was Billy. It was Billy Connolly. Ah, um, uh, okay. Yeah. Who plays the the grandfather, and uh, and yeah, his his grandchildren go with his final wish as expressed to them, and they cremate him Viking style, much to the horror of the entire extended family. <laughs> um, it's a very dark, like the, there's a lot of other stuff going on in the film in the background as well. Like it's very like like it when it's funny it's very funny but it's also a very sad film um it's, it's one of those anyway um so yeah, right. most of these are five most of these are five percent i would think it was always ten percent in my head but you're right most of these are five it's yeah i felt i felt like their their slash was it was a bit higher than than the norm but yeah. even so that's like it i mean it's kind of like there is a question as well at that point where you go like should given the complexity and like also the continuing risk involved with getting back into that and then trying to repay that. Yeah. Should, well, this, should they even yeah. bother? Like, should they just say instead, like, we'll just step away. We fucked up. Sorry. Fun's not Safu. You know? Yeah. Well, you this, know. Yeah. This kind of goes back to my, my, my overall challenge with distributed proof of stake and cosmos. Like this, this is there's a lot of different projects that are coming in that are running validators that that like in this case where we saw that before with stake like mo and there's been some other ones in there where where not saying they can't run it i'm just saying that there, there's a there's a pretty high learning curve in some of these areas in terms of being safe and it's not just double signing but there's also security uh, there's there's other types of things that go into running an infrastructure security structure around something like this and so I understand the idea of you want to be able to bring projects into ecosystems and you want to find ways as project owners or delegations or as foundations to be able to incentivize those projects to come in, right? Like NFT projects or anything else. Like you want, you want to find something to do that. Is this the way? Is there a better way to be able to incentivize somebody like that to bring projects in than just running validators and having, you know, a 10% slash, right? So like, there's like yeah. it, it seems I don't know why like the, like this is my issue is that like it's not their role like I understand that there there's there's extra money to be made there right so there's that's the, that's kind of the rub in here is that they can find ways to be able to NFT drops based off that or something else that gives them extra revenue coming in but but there's risk to this too and it's not I don't know it seems like it's just seems like it's a, a miss a miss here in terms of um, what these sets are going to look like in a couple of years. Yeah, was I guess it's kind of back to that Moultrie, uh, the point Moultrie made a few episodes ago, where I like I think we've been very like you should run your own infra if you're a validator you shouldn't really be white. I mean like, I understand people do white label, but I'm not a big fan of it. To me, it's like does seem like it's it's putting your eggs in one basket as a network, and it's sort yeah. of a low key sybil. And also, it's a concentration of power in the hands of people who know how to run nodes, which is like the opposite of decentralization. But then you kind of go, well, if people aren't able to run nodes, then what are you going to do? And then you go, well, okay, mm -hmm. so I mean, maybe that does come back again to like the thing that we've been talking about before, which is like, if it is it all just decentralization theater and should we just not worry? Like, white labels are fine, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Because yeah. actually, the fundamental problem is that we are in a proof of stake system which privileges um, fast finality over liveness. So we have a small valve set. Right. And right. maybe, maybe what we're all doing here is kind of collectively going, well, 
the income model where you just spin up a validator state to yourself and then Robert's your father's brother is is all very well, but only if you have like a much larger val set and maybe no slashing so that you can accrue those rewards but not at the not with any risk to the network and not with potentially mm -hmm. even any rewards to delegate because not all networks not all proof of stake models have slashing um, right the I, you know, I have opinions i have opinions please anyone want to hear them <laughs> please i i recently have like thought on it a bit and I don't think it really matters. I think if people want to white label, they should white label. At the end of the day, I would prefer it if, like, say, for example, there was an influencer who has, you know, got a, a community mm -hmm. and they want to get some income from validating, whether it be a small amount or a shitload. You know, there's different influencers out there at different levels who get different levels of income from their validators, right? Mm -hmm. Personally, I would prefer if they teamed with somebody yeah. to um, and created a team with like another um, DevOps guy but, to be able to. But Stake like Mo literally did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, him, yeah, person white labeling right. for them, double site, like, and there was an, one of the other double signs no, 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 was no, a him, big him validator him. team white labeling. They took down two nodes. Like, which network was that a few weeks ago? They took down two nodes. Me. Right. Uh, it Block Demon on Juno or Ev Evmos? Ev I think it was Evmos again, wasn't it? But Block Demon, it was Block, right. It was Block Demon and they were running their node and somebody else's. So it was a white label again. And right. then, you know, not naming any names, but also there are quite a few other influencers that I can think of. And that they have other people running their nodes for them. Yeah. 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 It's already happening. Right. It's, it's not, it's not. So there's different things you're talking about there, right? You're talking about white labeling and you're also talking about them having their own DevOps team, right? So if you take Stake Cedo and friends, they teamed up with DevOps people. They don't white label. Um, if you take Stake like Mo, he white labeled with someone who is has nodes for a bunch of other people. And that's the same with like block, Damon or whatever they they were like in a group of white labeled nodes right and their operator um double signed them all so there's there's different things we're talking about there i would prefer that you know if an influencer wanted to start a node um to get to generate revenue from it that they would do it with their own devops team they like you know find some people and they team up and then that's what they do but you know, ultimately, if there's a trend of um, influencers getting, uh, you know, tombstoned, then mm -hmm. people will eventually notice and people will just stop delegating to influencers. It will just be like a self-regulating thing. So that's the risk people take. And if they want to delegate to um, their influencer because they like them, then that's their prerogative. Um, yeah. I would prefer that people delegate to val career validators because we know the shit inside out and we are very good at it without like having a big head. But we spend a lot of time in test nets. We spend a lot of time breaking shit. We spend a lot of time thinking about, you know, risk um, and how we set up our systems. So 
you know, that's the difference. Uh, someone else who's just a DevOps getting a, a weekly pay um, from their influencer pal probably doesn't spend that amount of time in there. And it's evident when it comes down to the result, right? So if whether it be well, like at the same a time, I don't think we're immune from like node, whether it be an influencer wants to run a node, whether it be like, you know, Commonwealth Bank of Australia wants to run a node, give it a go. It's it's like a competitive landscape, right? So Right, but I'm gonna put it out there that like I, I think I think your your point about like people not having skin in the game being maybe a bit more likely to make a mistake or not having like loads of skin in the game because you know being paid to run a node, whatever, whatever. I can I can probably buy that. Like it it's very different when you are representing the company that is running the nodes and you really you don't want to be made a fool of in public and you want to provide, you know, a standard of service and also, you know, you've got your own self stake. You know, that's I don't know about how it works in Australia, but if we get ourselves slashed, we're still gonna pay tax on the full amount before we are slashed. So that's a really great way of going into loss for the year. Um, so if, if you were running that. like your node as a individual, you could just take that as a loss against your income. I imagine it should be the same there. So it would come out in the wash. But as a business, it just comes out in the wash anyway because we only take our totals at the end of the year. So Right, yeah. I mean... Right. I think it would be a bit. I think it would, it would on the tax system here. It would depend on when you compounded, but you'd obviously have to pay tax on it at the point of compounding. So you could potentially end up slashing yourself for them losing money, like like losing a lot of money if the based on where the price was. But yeah, I mean, I think the, I think the I think the thing I'm trying to get to is like I think that like the market decides is like a fair enough. It, it like it's an argument. One of it's one mm -hmm. of the arguments, but I think the. The thing I guess I'm a little bit cautious. I, I feel I think we all feel, you know, joking aside, we all do feel some some sympathy for node operators that are in that position because nobody's immune from a mistake, right? That's the thing. If I've learned one thing in the last ten years, like, you know, I've I, I'll put my hand up and say I've pulled down a production system minutes before like a key demo to a government before. Um, you know, sometimes these things happen, and then when you do the five whys of like how it happened you're like well in hindsight <laughs> in hindsight i mean like like uni uh uni four like failing on the second block like in hindsight it's obvious like what happened and it's obvious that we you know should have been more clear about like the configuration that we expected on the startup of the nose and stuff but you know we didn't know about that thing at the time forgivable mistake whatever you know, and a lot of these mistakes are forgivable in hindsight, but the damage is already done, right? Yeah. And and that's the problem with running alpha software in production. And and the thing is, like, you know, like Magnus and um, and Barry were saying sure. from Skip the other day, like, if you you dig around in the stack much, and you start seeing to dos, they're not big ones, but like, it, you know, it's got that sense of like, you know, we, we still are only like a year and a bit into IBC, right? Um, yeah. And sometimes we, we do also forget that a little bit because we are running this like a production system and it is a significant part of the revenue of our companies, if not like our full-time job, right, to run this stuff. So that's kind of wild given how alpha a lot of this stuff is, right? 
um so it is sometimes i am just like well for all the for all the test nets you run and whatever like you only got to make one mistake you only, you only signed twice right that was the the episode name we had a few weeks ago mm -hmm. um yeah so it is very like there but for the grace of god go i do you know what i mean yeah and and, and even like i'm uh, but i'm still going back to the main point which i i agree with what noel said but the the forgiveness on a delegation side around those types of mistakes doesn't you might as well make the slashing thing zero. Like if nobody cares, then there is that that free that that idea that that Noel was saying around like like those validators will end up going away over time or over a long period of time, which which that's proven not to be true, right? Like I think some of these some of these have actually come back stronger after um, than they had before the slash, which is just or before the tombstone, which is like crazy. So maybe, I don't know it, maybe someone should make like a an an ongoing chart and categorize validators as like you know corporations, um, career validators, influencer validators, and have like a tombstone count. <laughs> oh, uh, do, you like, do. do you like do you like block do you like block panes whatever it was the yeah the taxonomy Nine. of validators and then just put put who's yeah. I mean but the, but then the thing is I think you'd I I don't know. I I bet you would find that the ones who are small businesses and are all engineers would probably have mm -hmm. the lowest tombstone count, and they would also have at this point the highest blood pressure of their entire lives. <laughs> that is my yep. prediction. Um, I don't think you need to have high blood pressure. Like it, it's for me. It's I don't know. It's pretty cruisy for me as long as I'm on top of upgrades. Yeah. And it's my my infrastructure. I have very little problems with it. Um, I, I can spin up and spin down nodes with ease. Like mm -hmm. my my, I know that my signing strategy is solid. I've been through lots of fucked up test nets and always been signing at the head. It's mm -hmm. I think that the setup I'm using is solid enough that I don't have to have high blood pressure. And you know, occasionally there's a fucked up. Um, upgrade but very like I, i've never it's you know i'm not in the percentage that's the cause of it because of the way we're, we're set up and we've always got multiple nodes and um if it's like a high risk in my opinion um upgrade i'll actually just not upgrade one i'll start the daemon manually so it just goes off when the upgrade height and then have another one like automatically upgrade with Cosmovisor. And if there's a fuck up, then I've got like a clean database. Go back one. Yeah. So I think like you can mitigate your risk to like bring your, your blood pressure down. Um, but yeah, that's fair enough. I, yeah. I would like to like have a look at some of the comments here. So going to like Ben Davis all the way back here and sort of jumping back a little bit. I didn't understand it. He said, no context gamer nodes is the new context Hearn. I Googled Hearn. Can anyone explain <laughs> to me what Hearn is? Because the Google definition, I still couldn't fucking understand. <laughs> the definition is past <laughs> participle of here. So <laughs> explain yourself, Ben Davis. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Man. <laughs> um, so coin waters uh was from from a chain perspective it's not fair to those that stay up all night and spend time and uh and spend 
and spend and full-time maintain, the chain should reward based on this. Look, that'd be nice, but, you know, in a free market economy, like there's just nothing we can do about that. You can't force a decentralized thing to reward a certain people. And, you know, whilst you'd like to recognize or whilst you'd like to have the, the broader community recognize the efforts that are put in by like certain groups, you can't. They're just, mm -hmm. they're going to be influenced by whoever's screaming the loudest at them. Um, and whether that's from like lukewarm engagement or causing anger on uh, mass or, you know, being good at communicating your efforts, you know, there's all different ways and the market's just going to choose who they're going to choose. And I think inherently, like a lot of operators are now forced to become influence of some description. So we have a podcast whilst we don't touch on news as much, like we don't really have that, the right reach or user base or reach, but you know, we, we do this, we all have a Twitter account and we all try to engage on some level to have people notice us to come and stake with us. Right. That's, and we've been forced into that. And from a practical perspective, I had deleted all my socials before I had to recreate new social media accounts because of running validators because people were like where are you and we were losing mm -hmm. delegations like because mm -hmm. of it sure and yeah yeah it, it is it is a weird but then this is this is sort of back to you know you can't it's very very hard to make incentives with algorithms that actually work in the real world and like people have tried a lot in the past like this is not a new area in economics um we're just able to iterate on it incredibly fast in crypto for like the first time you can literally design an incentive system deploy it change it a few days later redeploy it that is new but this is stuff that people have been playing around with for well i mean for thousands of years but like with a, with an academic basis behind it for like the last 40 or whatever you know it's yeah it's pretty well established at this point so you go well you know i think what we saw with prop 16 and a lot of that stuff that was the first time it became really really clear that um the incentive structure and what had been put in place for governance for for these DAOs, for like for for cosmos maybe um had had grown scaled past the original design of that module of that system right and and it no longer functioned um and what filled the gap was social consensus came in and just went do this yeah. thing it's completely like your options are a b or c and we want you to do f right do that and it and and what happened was everybody wanted well no, a majority wanted f and they actually got l or something like some some completely fifth thing some sick thing whatever it was an eventual compromise that was arrived at completely off chain and so like now you look at slashing and like usurper says it's mad it's failed like slashing the hard slash has now happened enough times that we've seen it doesn't it isn't a significant enough slash to actually affect 
um to, to actually do yeah. its do its original intended effect right so you yeah, and, and, and that's also slashes without reimbursement and people go back to the same fucking operator like yeah. it would have to be yeah. Mad. Yeah. yeah so but, but like what's the, this is the thing like you look at that and you go okay so the number so there are two things going on right one there are some people that it could be a hundred percent and they would go back but that's not everybody the majority of people are price elastic to some degree in terms of that penalty they've taken. So number one, you go, well, what is that number? And number two, you go, if that number is too high, that the chances of, you know, just penalizing the network or changing the way people think about the risk structure to the point of being like, I'm not going to run it. Risk is too high. If you bought in, if you had to buy in a hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand dollars, be different. And the slash was a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, as a even if you are a career engineer, you would look at that and you go, "That is high risk to me. I'm not going to do that." Right. So or I'm going to I'm going to train myself to make sure that I'm not in that position. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to run one yeah. network at most, and you know, right now in a bear, if you're running one network, even with a decent self stake, you're probably not making enough to to break even. So you're back to a situation where that economic structure is going to cause people who understand the risk, i.e., the node operators who are thoughtful experience enough to recognize what they're seeing to not run so you're like right. okay so what we've done is we've successfully showed this group of people that if you get slashed you should leave and they will now do that but a side effect of that is that experienced and potentially desirable node operators will also recognize the flip side of that and possibly not run mm -hmm. so then you go okay well what's the other extreme and the other extremists have no slashing and I, I don't know i haven't really thought about that one enough to step through what a potential consequence of that but i assume you know there will be another set of consequences which so so this is the question right if if yeah. slashing is broken as an incentive mechanism then what can we replace it with i don't know somebody smart could chip in or or the percentage is too low or something else right like, None, yeah 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 i mean and then you, you have like the flip side of that is osmosis and they just don't want a slashing at all. Well, that's that's their downtime. But do they have double sign slashing? I would assume so. I can check real quick. I assume it's probably 5%. The, the slashing percentage on Evmos uh, is like the highest, right? It's 10%. I don't think there. I've seen any other 10%. I was just I looking think at most other chains are default 5%. Yeah, we were talking about that before when you were off for a second. Um, yeah, they're, they're all defaulting to 5% except for Evmos is at 10 yeah, but it, but again, that and we've seen more double signs on Evmos than any other network. So it's not, it's not, it's not. And and I, I think to the other piece is that those operators didn't even know that existed. So, not not only is it not an incentive, but there's no warning within. Maybe that maybe that's a tendermint warning on create val. Like maybe that should be added as a as a before that create val command comes to say when you. <laughs> Do you understand what this means? Like, if this is a double sign, then this is blah, blah, blah. Because I don't think even, I don't think there's any, the barrier is so low to be able to run and the barrier is so low to be able to get in the set in some in some of these areas um, that I don't think people understand what that means or what that risk is. The barrier is only getting fucking lower as well. Like, we're making it so easy. Even other validators are making it so easy for people who have no fucking idea what they're doing to run a validator. Yeah, and they can float under the radar for long enough to to gather a lot of delegations as well. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think like you said before, it is a free market, and it maybe you know at five percent, um, it's just not enough. I think people get more 
that's part i mean people get pissed about that but the other piece is like if they've just delegated in that they can't redelegate for the you know for the unbonding period with 14 or you know 28 days or 21 days or whatever and sometimes they get more angry about that about missing on rewards on being bonded to a jail validator uh than they do on the double sign right so then getting the missing well i mean the, yeah so there seems to be like more emphasis that they've they're missing out on rewards than what they are missing some of their capital. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, the, the, uh, well, I mean, some, some of them refund it. So maybe it's a quick way to unbond, get slashed and get a reimbursement. <laughs> there you go. Um, so what, what's bonkers to me reading their, their Twitters, right? Um, so I saw in, in the recent slashing that, um, in their Twitter post, people were, saying in there that oh you know thanks for the transparency like Mm -hmm. they weren't fucking transparent they didn't say that they were incompetent and that's why they double signed they made up some bullshit so yeah yeah they didn't say tombstone they said they just got jailed or something similar to that right but i think they were they were trying to relate it back to steak like mo which i think would have been a little bit of denial about it um well they said this thing so they said the thing about about um you know, having to to do pruning, I think, was in there, mm-hmm. right? But they didn't yeah. say that they didn't know where the private validator key was, and they copied it across to a new, new node and started them both at the same time. Like, right, right. There's nothing about that, right? So it was just like, oh, it's an accident. Whereas, no, it wasn't an accident. It was that you didn't know what you were doing. Yes, it's an it was an avoidable accident for sure. Absolutely, there's no doubt about it. And. Yeah. You know, but people are just bamboozled by bullshit. So yeah, and uh, like I said, we've said it before. Like there's a there's a really high bar for um, you'll you know you'll get it next time, and you know we all make mistakes. And uh, you know, some of yeah, we all like make I, mistakes. Good luck next time. I'll redelegate to your new thing, and <laughs> exactly hopefully not lose let another ten percent. Like it's just it's it. boggling, mind boggling. Yep. yep but um, it's nuts. This is. Uh, I'm so. What's what's Coinwater saying? Uh, I'm sure we'll get cut soon. This is awesome topic and time timely for our chain. <laughs> yeah, you know who knows when the uh, when the rug's coming. <laughs> um, cause less harm says great episode, gents. Thanks, mate. Um, I think like. I like to just talk about random shit too, by the way, um, and not necessarily always have a guest. Yeah. So I think we, we can tease out a lot of stuff when we talk about this. I, I also get that like, you know, many people who listen to this might just get angry about shit that we say because it's been quite truthful and like, you know, I'm not trying to sledge anyone, but I think that people should like, be more transparent in in what happens and um it seems that for the most part they're not and look something could happen to us one day something could happen to needlecast or rhino and i'm sure people are going to say shit about us but yeah um (laughs) there's no magic um shield up there that makes a career validator immune to mistakes um but i think we're better set to to mitigate them, um, as you know, in a more, uh, probably reliable way than people who don't have a fucking clue what they're doing. So, well, I think, I think the, you know, the flip side of that though, is like, even 
all the things that we do, like you know, threshold signing or TMKMS or you know, running in an enclave or a or or a VPS in a certain way with a certain set of you know firewalls and whatnot. However, you do this stuff at some point you're building on your at some point you're running somebody's binary you're building somebody's code you're building tmkms right have i stepped through every line of code in tmkms no would i understand if i did no because my background is graph data streaming data functional programming type some bit of type theory I for all we know, the first function of running TMKMS could be reaching out and sending your private key to someone. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, and, and right. So number one, it could be doing that. I don't think it is uh, based on what it seems to be doing traffic wise. But but this is the other thing. Like in pure cryptography, a lot of the cryptography going on in crypto is fundamentally complicated, and you have to have a CS mm-hmm. degree or a master's really in cryptography and maths to really at like a a meaningful level grok that stuff you know like fundamentally grasp it and and i think that's the tricky thing i guess is that as soon as you and that's where i'm always a bit cautious because i'm like until you it's such a deep and complicated stack that we're working with here that like it is a bit risky to to feel like you are out of the woods you know mm-hmm. yeah um because there's just too much to know there's just too much to know to, to ever really truly sleep peacefully at night. <laughs> Said the paranoid guy. On that <laughs> note. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that.